G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. But right now, I mean, we talked about it all morning yesterday. It was the news of the weekend. It was a new Joseph Parker. Kimpy and me both saw it. He looked refreshed. He looked angry. He looked bigger. He looked dominant, to be honest. Don't worry about the scorecard. The fact is, he bet Derek Chisora up, and just because he couldn't get him out of there, that doesn't change that fact. Right now, we're going to catch up with a man who knows a lot about this stuff. He's the managing editor of DAZN News over in the UK. He was following the fight, and he follows the heavyweight division, all the divisions, very closely. His name's Liam Happen. He's on the line now. Evening to you up in the UK, Liam. Yeah, good evening indeed, where I am. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Thanks for taking our call, man. It's um, a busy time or a, a bit of a vintage time in the heavyweight division, at least. It's been a really good year for boxing. Yeah, it feels like the heavyweight division is a sleeping giant that has finally been awoken. I know a lot of boxing fans have uh, lamented just how uh, mediocre, I suppose the word is. It was for a long time. You know, there's no denying the Klitschko's uh, quality, their dominance, but there really wasn't much of a supporting cast. It got a bit of a, a routine. Now it's just snapping back to life. We've had so many great heavyweight fights, and that Parker Chisora too was uh, the latest to add to that. A great year for the division. Do they have a Do they have a, th- a trilogy, Liam? Do you think? No. Um, a lot of, in Britain, a lot of people are kind of hoping that uh, Chisora doesn't fight again. Mm. I think Chisora will fight again. Uh, he doesn't really know anything else. This is his life. He, you know, he he can soak up the punishment quite well. You don't want to see any boxer take it take punishment for for too long in their careers. But I feel like he'll be back for at least another couple of fights. Uh, there was talk. I, I know, like um, certain people brought up the the possibility of Chisora versus Wilder, which is something that nobody wants to see because it could get quite painful quite fast. Uh, but Chisora, you know, he's a, he's a celebrity in England. He's a household name compared to some other fighters that have won more fights. So he's always going to be at the top of people's minds in, in some instances. He's going to main event cards regardless of where, how many he's won or lost. And, you know, ho- hopefully he can navigate a decent exit strategy. Maybe a couple of, of lower-level fights, get a couple of victories and, and finish with his head held high like in London, you know, where he's, where he's from. Uh, or where he trains, and uh, hopefully there's a more dignified exit strategy because he must have done well uh, from a lot of his fights. But you don't really want to see him going against the Parkers, against the Wilders, because it's it's very deep water for him. I think Saturday night showed that. Well, it seems like he's got a decent guest speaking circuit coming up. Um, the Walters or Joseph Parker, who does he fight next? Oh well, the scene's getting really interesting. I agree, with you guys. That was a that was a much better Joseph Parker we saw uh, this Saturday. But it, it was kind of a needed performance, given that the the, the results are getting. You know, he's, he's won three fights this year, but the performances against Far and the first one against Chisor weren't great. I'm sure he would say the same. So he needed a performance like that, and now he's probably to get back in the world title picture. He probably needs another big name to, to defeat. 
But I would think he's only one step away. Names come up like Andy Ruiz Jr., who's someone who he's very familiar with, who's also on the precipice. He lost the titles back to Joshua. He, uh, you know, he's looking for his way back in. Uh, there's quite a few names around. I mean, Joe Joyce is another British fighter who could, who could easily be a good fight to try and take on, and then move on to a where the winner can move on to a world title shot. Um, but it feels like Parker probably just needs one more big win, and he can really put in a serious claim to to I want another title shot. We had a few people texting the show yesterday, Liam, suggesting that Joe Joyce is the most logical. Um, it's kind of all dependent on what shakes out with the other heavyweights trying to match up, right? And there's a lot of moving parts at the moment, and hopefully in the new year we can get a really clear idea and actually see some good fights. Because the last thing I'd want to see happy to the, happen to the heavyweight division is all of this momentum is taken out by a period of stagnant, um, you know, it gets stagnant, and and it kind of we lose a bit of that momentum. Is that a possibility, or do you think there is really ambitious, the promoters are ambitious, the fighters are ambitious, ambitious to make the heavyweight that dominant division again? Well, it's always possible. I mean, you look at other uh, big money divisions at the minute, the welterweight seem completely held up by the fact that everyone wants Errol Spence Jr. versus Terence Crawford, and we don't know if we're ever going to get that. It feels like the division needs that fight or bust. Um, the lightweight division is a great example. Uh, it's, it's been a long time since the lightweight division was seen as such a great division in the grand scheme of boxing. And they had all these great unbeaten young stars. They're like, let's, let's see Javonta Davis and Ryan Garcia and, and Teofimo Lopez and Devin Hayne all fight each other. And it's just not happening. So we definitely don't want to see that. As it stands with the heavyweights... It seems to be, at the minute, the, the, the one thing that needs to be dealt with is the fact that Joshua has a rematch clause to fight. Um, it looks like he has every intention of taking it. There's been talk that Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk would prefer that he took a, a, a fee to step aside, and then you'd get a unification fight for all four belts. Uh, and once that's dealt with, and you'd imagine whatever fight comes of it should come in the first quarter, of 2022, hopefully, then the guys like Joe Joyce and Joseph Parker will probably be looking at the summer or the autumn. If they can keep going, they probably both need that one big win each. So if it came against each other, it came against another name floating around the the, 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 the top five to ten spots in the heavyweight uh, across all the divi- across all the rankings, then you know I think it could very much pair up like that. All right, we're speaking to Liam Happy. He's the managing editor of DAZN News. He's very much in the scene and in the know here. At what, what's um, Joseph Parker's profile like in the UK at the moment? So obviously he's, he has been known because he got that crack against Anthony Joshua and he's been ranked so well for so long now. But, you know, you, it's fair to say that he kind of did turn people off after, well, maybe people just got a bit bored. He, he needed a bit of a statement. Do you feel like this win makes people kind of notice that he is for real and he is still in the scene now? Absolutely, it does. He, As we said earlier, he kind of needed that for his own... Uh, maybe his own self-confidence as well as his profile to other people. He needed that sort of assured dominant performance. And for the record, I completely agree. Uh, and it's a common thing with, with, I suppose, not just British scorecards, but home scorecards. 
how they can be a little bit suspect. Oh. But, uh, no one, no one believed those. No one believed those scorecards because if you look at some of those, you're you're thinking right. How, let's just say, you know, we know Chisora's tough. Let's just say he took those punches but didn't actually go down. So you don't score the ten eights. Take them off of it, and, and what some of those judges are actually saying that Chisora was level or winning. Yeah, leave over. <laughs> I think everyone was pretty. Everyone was pretty certain, British people included, that Chisora was well and truly beat. And I think Chisora knows as well. He felt he felt aggrieved by the first fight, and there might be a case. I'm not quite sure. He felt aggrieved by the Usyk loss, and Usyk outboxed him quite handily. So it's just default to hear him say he should have won. But even the fact that Chisora was pretty uh, modest and humble about this says it all. Uh, yeah, I've I've gone the massive sidetrack there. Sorry about that. But yeah, as far as um, Parker's profile in the UK, he's he's got a very good resume of boxing British fighters. He's he's fought Joshua, he's fought Huey Fury, he's fought Dillian White, he's fought Chisora twice. He's, he he has really built up his presence in the UK. But yeah, as far as even outside of the UK, just in global boxing parlance overall. Uh, that performance was absolutely necessary. It's not just, oh, these are two guys who used to be in the world title picture, can't get in the world title picture anymore, so they're just fighting each other. I think Parker made a statement of, of intent with that performance that he wants back in, and he's got a chance. He probably just needs one more big win to make it happen. Just talking a little bit about the uh, fanfare up there, it was it was noisy. You know, you could hear the, the Northerners up there in, in Manchester going, Going how for leather supporting Chisora. Um Does it does it remind you of the days of uh, Nazim, the Eubanks, the Bens? Um, are we are we seeing a resurgent in boxing up in the UK um, and the fans coming back to those old glory days in the late nineties? I would say no, because I honestly believe that has been a constant. I don't think the uh, the, the crowd atmosphere has has ever waned. You know, there's a way that a lot of passionate sporting crowds can also be a, a little bit unruly and un- unsavory as well. But you can never deny their, their passion and the, and the volume levels. And I really feel that has always been the case. Obviously, for it, for it to, to reach fever pitch, it kind of needs to ride the wave of, of success, I suppose. Uh, and over the last decade, we, we've seen some success stories and we've seen some just not being able to make it past the final hurdle. But over the last 10 years, you think the Joshua's, the Cole Frotches, especially the, the Cole Frotch feud with George Groves, like when it filled Wembley Stadium, was a great example. I think it's, it's always been there. It's just a case of finding the right fighter, the right rivalry, especially that, really, that bit of needle always helps. And on and off, you know, boxing is one of them sports. It's always as good as its last fight. It's not quite like certain things that have a set season. You know, the cup final of a certain sport is always going to be the, the big highlight or the title race in the league. Uh, boxing's as good as its last fight. Uh, but the crowd has always been there. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense, Liam. That's a great answer, man. Hey, um, can you give us this, putting you on the spot a wee bit, but who is who is the dominant heavyweight in the division? Is it as simple as it's just saying Tyson? Or is there a case to be made that Usyk's understanding, and, and well, it's not like Tyson Fury doesn't know the sport. He's a scientist when he's in the ring, really, isn't he? But is he just now the dominant heavyweight in the division? Is it as easy as saying that? It's not as easy as saying. I think it's easy to say that if you're going to do it, and we have on, on the design website, we do all sorts of like, we do pound for pound ranking lists. We do um, like lists of the best current heavyweights, all these sorts of contents that people love to debate over and discuss, which is fantastic. And uh, when, when looking at 
who are the best heavyweights today. I think one thing we can say is it has to be Fury and Dusik one and two in, in some sort of order. Uh, you've got two guys who hold the championships between them. They're both undefeated. Uh, they, they, they are ruling the roost. And then you get to the really interesting part, uh, which one of the two is better. And it, ca- it can be, you know, everyone's uh, mileage will vary. But for me personally, um, a lot of people like to point out there was a, there was a very early fight in Usyk's move up to heavyweight against Chaz Witherspoon where he just he he didn't look his absolute best self and he obviously wasn't against a great opponent but then for every one fight where he wasn't looking his best Tyson Fury's probably had three or four you know he was really really given a bit of a scare by Otto Volin um he was knocked down by Steve Cunningham a few years ago who's a cruiserweight basically fighting at heavyweight uh and obviously you've had the uh the Wilder trilogy, which, while undeniably exciting, we saw a lot of scary moments in that for, for Tyson Fury. Whereas the job that Usyk did on Andy Joshua, who himself is, is probably the guy you'd list at third on this list, uh, was it was mesmer- I was there at Tottenham Stadium that night, and it was absolutely mesmerising the way this wasn't a poor AJ performance. He was basically neutralised at, at every turn, and his threat was just taken off the table by Usyk. And when I saw when I saw Fury and Usyk had uh, met each other at a recent show, and everyone talks about how much bigger Fury is, and that'd be the decider. It's nowhere near as big a difference as you'd think. And consider and considering the fact that he gave up a little bit of height and size to uh, to Joshua as well, and he, he made that completely meaningless. For me, my money's on Usyk. But, but again, I, I can understand if anyone picks either of those two, there's an argument to be made. But yeah, my, my flavour's Usyk out of those two if they do fight. That's awesome, Liam. Great stuff, man. Yeah, you, this is this is not something that you haven't thought about, I can tell. I, I think this is what you like. It's my lo- job to think about I, it a lot. <laughs> I think you wake up in the middle of the night and you you have cold sweats about this stuff, trying to get your zone rankings right. <laughs> hey, appreciate, appreciate it, man. You guys run a great setup and appreciate your time. We love Joseph down here. And oh, look, it's so great to see him succeeding on the world stage again. So appreciate your time and we'll catch up again. No worries. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. No worries, Liam Hap. He's out of DAZN Boxing. He's managing editor. Some interesting stuff. He thinks about that Usyk Fury. Oh, of course. That's look. I don't. Do you have an opinion on who's the, who is the dominant heavyweight? Um, I just think Tyson Fury is probably the most technical boxer that I've seen in the heavyweight di- division. Um, you know, unpacked D- uh, Dante Wilder quite easily in that that last fight. Usyk is unknown. You know what I mean? Like he's a he's a bit of a beast. I you know for a guy that's not as big as the others, but he's a bit of a beast. Wow! What's what made me go? Oh, okay. Is when he was beating Joshua to the point his trainer said, "Don't knock him out. Keep him on his feet in the last round." Like and that that kind of scientific, like, hey, let's just let's break this guy's spirit so he has to come back and fight again. Let's not actually end him here. I just thought, oh, wow, okay, when you've got that sort of hold over a competitor in a ring like boxing where it is man against man, fist against fist, like that, that made me go, there's something special here that we don't really know yet, and I think the best for Usic is still to come, and I wonder if Tyson's had a couple of moments now where he has gone to the brink and can he keep doing it. So 
That, that's where I'm at. Double eight, double three, or oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The Kennards Higher phone line. Give us, give us your rankings. Let us know. And, and it might not even be heavyweight. I mean, we're kind of fascinated with the heavyweight division in New Zealand because of Joseph Parker's involvement. But the reality is, these other uh, weight divisions are as good as they've been in a long time. And we heard Liam speak about that. So give us a call or flick us a text. 0800-150-811-8833. Paul Cole is under the way in his match against Ali Farag in the final of the Black Bull Squash Open in Cairo. He is up 3-2 in the first set. We'll follow that very closely throughout the morning. Back in a minute on Summer Breakfast.